the Lord of all lords, the beginning and the end, the mighty man in battle, the glorious one in holiness, the one whose incandescence is inapproachable, the heaven is your throne and the earth is your footstool. With our heads bowed this morning in total surrender, with our hearts full of gratitude for all you do, we have come to you to receive of you this morning. We pray, Father, Lord God in heaven, that you will accept us in the name of Jesus. We pray that the words that will come out will not be the words of man, but that will be the words of Jesus Christ, unctioned by the Holy Spirit. The words that will break yokes, the words that will save souls, the words that will edify the church, the words that will encourage hearts this morning, the words that will restore hopes, and above all, Lord, the words that will glorify God the Father in Jesus' name. Somebody praise the Lord. We are continuing with the theme for the month, our year of four and blessings. And our topic this morning is, oh, that we may know what to do. Oh, that we may know what to do. We are taking our main text from the books of First Chronicles chapter 12 verse 32. And Genesis 41, 14 to 42. First Chronicles 12, 32. Of the sons of Issachar, who had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do. Their chiefs were 200, and all their brethren were at their command. Praise the Lord. The sons of Issachar had understanding of the times and they knew what Israel ought to be doing at that time and they were given direction and their brethren were at their command. They were at their beck and call. They listened to them. Now we're going to read the second text from the book of Genesis chapter 41 verses 14 to 42. It's a long one. I'll try to read very fast. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him quickly out of the dungeon. And he shaved, changed his clothing, and came to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have had a dream, and there is no one who can interpret it. But I have heard it, I have heard it said of you that you can understand a dream to interpret it. So Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, it is not me. God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Behold, in my dream I stood on the bank of the river. Suddenly seven cows came up out of the river, fine-looking and fat, and they fed in the middle. Then, behold, seven other cows came, came up after them, poor and very ugly and gaunt. Such ugliness I had never seen in all the land of Egypt. And the gaunt and the ugly cows ate all the first seven, the fat cows. When they had eaten them up, no one would have known that they had eaten them, for they were just as ugly as the beginning. So I awoke. Also I saw in my dream, and suddenly seven hairs came up, 
on one stalk, full and good. Then behold, seven heads withered, thin and blighted by the east wind, sprang up after them, and the thin heads devoured the seven good heads. So I told this to the magicians, but there was no one who could explain it. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, the dreams of Pharaoh are one. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years, and the seven good heads are seven years. The dreams are one. And the seven thin and ugly cows which came up after them are seven years, and the seven empty heads blighted by the east wind are seven years of famine. This is the thing which I have spoken to Pharaoh. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Indeed, seven years of great plenty will come throughout all the land of Egypt. But after them, seven years of famine will arise. And all the plenty will be forgotten in the land of Egypt. And the famine will deplete the land. So the plenty will, be, will not be known in the land because of the famine following. For it will be very severe. And the dream was repeated to Pharaoh wise because the thing is established by God and God will surely, shortly bring it to pass. Now therefore, let Pharaoh select discerning and wise man a discerning and wise man and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land to collect one-fifth of the produce of the land of Egypt in the seven plentiful years and, that, and let them gather all the food of those good years that are coming and store up grain under the authority of Pharaoh and let them keep food in the cities. Then that food shall be as a reserve for the land for the seven years of famine which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land may not perish during the famine. So the advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all the servants. And Pharaoh said to his servants, can we find such one, such a one as this, a man in whom is the spirit of God. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in the regard to the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Somebody praise the Lord. God finished creation and said that everything was good. Everything he made, he pronounced them good. That means that America is good, China is good, Nigeria is good. Hello, somebody. I laugh when I see how we run after looking for foods that are imported. Apple, you go and buy them. For 10 times the price, you buy mango. You read in the internet. All the foods they tell you about in the internet that are good food are the foods that are grown outside of Nigeria. God has created everybody. The skin he gave you as a black man to be in the tropics. It's not the skin he gave people in the white, in, in, the, in, the, in the temperate region. Because you know the kind of sun rays that will be here. Therefore, the food he gave to us here is the best for us. Hello. So wasting your money. The difference between us and the people in America is the fact that some people know what to do and some don't know what to do. 
with what he has given you, do you know what to do? Israel, Dubai, Abu Dhabi have proven that everywhere, anywhere can flourish. Anywhere can be desirable. These are desert lands. Ordinarily, that place is a place of scorching sun. But everybody, every year, we are trooping to Israel. We are trooping to Dubai to go and spend money. We had the best climate you can think of. Everything is tampered. Yet, we are trooping for tourism abroad. People are not coming here. In fact, Africa should be the best destination for tourism in the world. Because we have everything. Go to Budu Ranch and see what's happening there. Go to Udi Hills. Not only just. We have it all. But we know what to do with it. Praise the Lord, somebody. To drive this concept of knowing what to do home, I want to take you, tell you two very short stories, and I've tried to be fast because of the time. The first one, it has different variations, but the core gist remains basically the same. It says of one Mr. Greyhead, who worked in the big factory as an engineer, he knew his job so well, and while he was working there, everything worked perfectly. But a time came, as time comes for everybody, when he needed to retire, and of course he retired. One day, one of the very critical machines in the factory stopped working, and they did everything to get it to work, to start again. They couldn't, and they were losing money because they were not producing. So he called, called to them to go and look for Mr. Greyhead. Mr. Greyhead came, and after inspecting the machine, he went into his bag, brought out a hammer, and gave a tap to one, at a particular point of the machine, and zoom, the machine started working again. Hello. The, com the company started making money again. A couple of weeks after, Mr. Greyhead sent them a bill for $10,000. And then the factory manager was living with anger. What? He came here. He didn't take even 20 minutes. He just tapped it and decided walking and he asked us to pay $10,000. For what? He went to the MD. Look at what this man is saying. He said, okay, call him. Ask him to give us a breakdown of this invoice. Let's know how he arrived at $10,000 for a job that didn't take him 20 minutes. And when the break had got the letter, he said, fine. Thank you for doing this. Now, breakdown. For tapping, tapping with hammer, $5. For knowing where to tap, $9,995. <laughs> so contest it. You're complaining now that his bill is high. For weeks you were not able to produce. You didn't know what to do. The person that knew what to do came and they saw the problem and you are making money. You're complaining about the amount of time he spent. Is it about the time? Even if you spent three years there, you wouldn't solve the problem. And that's the problem happening with a lot of us. Instead of you go, go to consult, when you go to consult and somebody who knows, who has spent so many years studying a thing and he understands what you need to do that will save you problem, we want to take a shortcut and go and do through quack. At the end of the day, long short, shortcut becomes the longest shot. Because at the end of the day, your rubber proverb said, the matter where they say, Baba no go here, and Baba go see settle them. Eventually, that problem, now the professional go see solve them. Hello. 
The second story is about Al Haf, uh, story of Al Al Fahed. Al Fahed was an ancient patient who had a farm, a flourishing farm, a farm where he had fields of grain, he had orchard, and the farm was doing very well. And he was a contented man. Contented because he was wealthy and wealthy because he was contented. One day, a Hindu priest came visiting and then started telling him about how God created the world, that the world was a mass of mist, fog. And God put a finger and started turning it, turned it so far, it became a ball of fire and then started rolling and burning through the universe. And after burning through the universe for a long time, there was so much heat and there was condensation and water, rain fell on the earth. And of course, it started, surface started cooling. The core now erupted. And of course, as it erupted, the areas that cooled faster became solidified into becoming granite. The ones that cooled less fast became silver. And the ones that cooled less fast still became gold. And the fourth one was diamond. He said, okay, that this is, you can now see that diamond is the last and the highest of God's mineral creations. Just as women are the last and the highest of God's animal creations. And maybe that's why you have so much love between women and diamond. <laughs> Hello. And he, he said, with a handful of diamond, you can even buy cities. If you have a gold di a, a diamond mine, you can set up thrones, you can set your children, you can do any, practically anything you want. So I have fired went to sleep and could not sleep. That night, he felt he was poor became, because he became dissatisfied. And then, before daybreak, he ran to the priest to go and ask for how he can find diamond. And then the priest said, ah, why? Diamond. If you can find a river that flows over a white sand with, with two with hills be, beside it, there I check, you will find diamond. Then after Fahed went and sold his farm, massive farm, and took his family, put them in Neville's care, and went in search of diamond. After he had searched everywhere all over the world, he ended up in Spain. He was already in Tatars. All his money had finished. He was completely drenched. He got to a place where he saw a very big water and jumped into it and died. Just a week or two after, the same priest went visiting the new owner. And on the dining table, he saw a big stone that flashed light. He said, this is diamond. I said, I've heard, come back. What happened? They said, no, that cannot be diamond. It's a stone we just found. He said, what do you mean? He said, I took one of the animals out there to go and drink water. And I saw a flash of light on the stone and I picked it up. He said, this is diamond. Let's go. And when they, they went there, they scratched. And they find the whole of that land was full of diamond. Hello. We'll talk about the moral of the story as we go. Most of the time, God has actually provided the things we are running around for. The problem is usually that we don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. The sons of Issachar understood the signs of the temper, signs or temper of the times, and knew what Israel should do. In other words, they were divinely endowed with wisdom to comprehend what God was doing 
and what they needed to do to align themselves with God's purpose. We need to know what to do to align ourselves with God's purpose. It's only then that the blessings can come. Praise the Lord. This year has been prophetically declared a year of all-round blessings. But the question is, do you know what to do to harness these blessings? Do you know? Ask your neighbor, do you know what to do? Now, this now brings us to the topic of the day. Oh, that we may know what to do. Oh, that we may know what to do. Here we shall briefly consider two things. How to know what to do and the blessing of knowing what to do. How to know what to do. The first thing we're looking at to know what to do is prayer. We all know that God is all-knowing, all-present, all-powerful. He's the the maker of the universe. So he knows the end of a matter from the beginning. He's the architect. He's the builder. He's the one that knows what we ought to do. I read from the book of James chapter 1, verses 5 to 6, New King James Version. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally, and without reproach. And it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. The second, I will read to book the point of prayer. It's taken from the book of Genesis, chapter 24, verses 12 to 14. We know the story of Eliezer and Abraham. How Abraham gave Eliezer a very difficult assignment to go to his his own home country. Eliezer obviously had never gone to Abraham's place. He said he would go there and go to his own particular family to go and find a wife. These days, if it's these days, I don't know whether he will get a wife or because the young ones may not want to listen to arranging marriage. But Eliezer thought through the whole thing and said, how can I survive this matter? I don't even know these people. Where do I start from? The language, everything. And you know what he did? He prayed. He consulted the one that knows. Praise the Lord, somebody. If you don't know, consult the person that knows. Genesis 24, 12 to 14, he said, Then he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, please give me success this day and show kindness to my master Abraham. Behold, here I stand by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out of the out to draw water. Now let it be that the young woman to whom I say, please let down your pitcher that I may drink. And she says, drink, and I will also give your camels a drink. Let her be the one you have appointed for your servant Isaac. And by this, I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. Praise the Lord. We all know the story. As soon as, as soon as he was running another prayer, Rachel was, was Rachel? Rebecca was coming. And then he asked for water. Rebecca gave, and did not only give, asked to feed, to also water 10 camels. A camel takes about 40 gallons of water. 
So Rebecca opted to fetch about 400 gallons of water. That would have required close to four hours of hard labor to feed very ugly animals. But upon those ugly animals were treasure that Rebecca had never known in her life. They were carrying treasure. Sometimes it's not the way it appears on the surface. What's inside is more important than what's outside. Praise the Lord. Rebecca exceeded the expectation of Eliezer. And by doing that, her destiny and the destiny of her family changed forever. May God change somebody's destiny for better. In the name of Jesus. From the two scriptures above, we see that God liberally gives the wisdom to know what to do. We are admonished to ask in faith, not in wavering. We need to ask, but let's ask in faith. Faith. We must believe that the person, the, the being we are praying to, he loves us and he wants the best for us and he answers prayers and that he will answer our own. He will answer your own in Jesus' name. Eliezer, Abraham's servant, was overwhelmed with the task his master, Abraham, assigned to him. He needed guidance and direction on what to do. He prayed fervently for God's favor on Abraham and direction on how to identify his choice of wife for Isaac. Did God answer that prayer or not? God answered. God will answer your own in Jesus' name. Another case... I want to quickly cite to continue. It's the case of David and his men. They went out, and of course, their camp was besieged by the Amalekites. And they plundered it, carried all their wives, carried all their children. The worst you can do to a man is to attack his wife and his children. That's the worst thing you can do to a man, especially his wife. A man is ready to die because of his wife. Hello. That's why you see, if you see, you see women on, on the road, even if the police, if sometimes no carry driving license, police go to harass, harass them, they go start, come out, and start shouting. Police go, look up, look up. Wise ones, we just let that one pass away. Because a lot of them are entered big trouble because they fight with fought women. Praise the Lord. Even passers-by will come after and say, you know, get wife. You said the Faraz woman. So you don't lose the battle before you start. Praise God. So then when David and his people came back and found that everywhere had been plundered, I read from 1 Samuel 30, 6 to 8, New Convention. It said, now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Then David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, please bring the effort here to me. And Abiathar brought the effort to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And God answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake, overtake them, and without fail, recover all. 
you will recover all in Jesus' name. Everything you've lost before, you are going to recover them. So when we are confused, overwhelmed, or helpless, just as most of us are now in Nigeria, we should ask from God to know what to do. David asked of God what to do, whether he should pursue or not to pursue. And of course, God gave him the leeway to pursue. And of course, he pursued and recovered all because he was in line with the direction of God. As much as possible, let us try to find the will of God in every situation so that we're not acting on our own. We're not acting on our own. David was chosen before birth to be the deliverer of the children of Israel in the land of Egypt. He was going to be the instrument God was going to use. But when Moses tried to act on his own, it was a total failure. Overnight, he became a fugitive and a vagabond. He was homeless and he was wanted. Dead and alive. But when it was God's time, God was one that called, was calling him, now come, now it's time to go. He said, no way, I know they go. God said, wait there, now you go, go. Because it was God's time. And that was why, in spite of everything Pharaoh tried to do, Moses could stand in his presence and speak to him boldly and had victory over him. You will have victory over your enemies in Jesus' name. Amen. The second way of knowing what to do is by consultation. Consult professionals. Al Hafahed was sitting on acres of diamond, but he didn't know it. You can imagine if he had looked for those professionals about mineralogy and brought them to his farm to look at what he had instead of selling off and going on a wild goose chase. They would have been the one to show him that he was sitting on acres of diamond. A lot of us are sitting on acres of diamond. We don't know. We don't know. Let's ask questions. Ask professionals. Sometimes we go the long route and spend more money and spend more money, much more money. I have a friend, a very close friend, who has some pains, arthritis all over, pain everywhere. He's been drinking, drinking all manner of analgesic. Then he traveled to the U.S. for something. He used the opportunity to go to the hospital, and he showed them the drugs he was taking, and they wrote some other drugs. And but as he was leaving, the doctor said, "Come, why don't you? I don't know if you have money." But I would have preferred to run the test. We asked him how much. He told him, it's okay, go ahead. He ran the test. A few days later, he came back. And God says, I hope you are not bought those drugs. He said, I bought them already. I said, oh, sorry. You don't, you're not going to drink any of them. You don't need the drugs. He said, well, but it pains how much. He said, the only thing you're going to do is to drink water. Hello. He said, when it pains, he says, just keep drinking water. And the analgesics have even destroyed his kidney. 
he was drinking the wrong thing because he didn't know what to do. And he came back and started drinking water for a very long time. At some time, all the pains disappeared. Except the fact that the kidney had been damaged by those drugs. He should never have taken those drugs in the first place. As professionals, to know what to do in certain circumstances. Another thing is to consult data. And by data here, I don't mean internet access. I mean statistics and facts. Information rules the world. With the right data information and information, one can easily know what to do. And this is the essence of recognizance. States, intelligence, and the rest. The army in surveying will do that. If you want to do road construction, you call it recce, recognizance. Surveyors will go out there to go and see what is, going, what is on that route, where you have valleys, whether you have rivers, where you need to do bridges, and all manner of things. Whether you see, you see there are shrines, so you must compensate the people to ask them to come and move their shrine away. It's all part of it, too. If you are passing through farmland, you are going to compensate. All these things are going to, you need those information to be able to cost the project. So the government or whoever will know what it's going to cost them. The army will do recce. They will send people to go and find out. Even Moses did it. Everything is in the Bible. Why are we not copying itself? Hello? He sent people to go and find out from that land of Canaan whether they, the place be good or not. The kind of people there, are they strong or weak? The kind of soil, do they have food? To know how to prepare for the place. To know. Data, information, it rules everything. Information controls narratives. Those that have information are the one. In fact, what they do now is that they are twisted narratives so much against Africa because they have information and they control the media. Time has come to when we should stop crying and begin to control our own, build our own. How much does it cost? to build an equivalent of Al Jazeera. How much does it cost? Yet we spend billions, we share billions and use that to buy jeeps. Because we don't know what to do. Use technology. The use of technology has destroyed a lot of myths and superstitions. In my village, in the area I come from, not just my village, all that whole, whole area, including my sister, Sisauta, all of us, we come from the same area. All that land, it was very difficult for you to do borehole and get water. And they say, it is the deity. Deity won't let you get water, no matter what you do. Government will come, bring rickety equipment and say they do borehole. When they get somewhere, the thing will break down. They'll run away and say the deity drove them away. Recently, we now found out with electromagnetic sounding. You know exactly where the aquifer is. And with the right equipment, you drill straight to that place. Almost every house, every house now has a borehole. Clean water that doesn't need any treatment. Deity no work again. You know, most of things happen to us that happen in Africa is that once we try it, anything we don't understand, we fear. 
And when we fear it, we begin to worship it. Or when we fear it, we want, first of all, we want to destroy it. If we can't destroy it, we begin to worship it. What has it got to do with borehole water for crying out loud? Ignorance. Ignorance, that is the reason we have a lot of problems in the world. Especially in Africa. People have overcome most of the things we fear and worship and do a matter of things too. Ignorance. We don't know what to do. May God open our eyes that we may know what to do. In Jesus' name. Let me go quickly to the blessing of knowing what to do. Knowing what to do is like bring, being in possession of a compass or being in the middle of a sea or being in the position of light in stark darkness. You know, when there's serious darkness and somebody has a torchlight, he switches it on. Everybody will gather around the person because he's going to lead the way. Hello? You can't walk in darkness. There's destruction. The person can fall, call into trouble. And in the middle of the sea, if you don't have a compass, ah, person go miss who. You know, water covers three quarters of the, of the surface of the earth. So you enter that place, you continue to travel, no end. Unless you have compass to no direction. Praise the Lord. Joseph knew what to do. And in Genesis chapter 41, 28 to 36, we see what happened here. Joseph was now speaking to Pharaoh after Pharaoh had, God had revealed to Pharaoh what was going to happen. But Pharaoh could not interpret it. He didn't know what to do. He had to sort the service of somebody who knew what to do. And because Joseph knew it, Joseph was sorted and Joseph was brought to Pharaoh. And this is what Joseph said. He said, this is the thing which I have spoken to Pharaoh. God has shown Pharaoh what he's about to do. Indeed, seven years of famine will arise. In fact, they didn't type it here well, very well. Let me get, read it from the Bible directly. This is the thing which I have spoken to Pharaoh. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Indeed, seven years of great plenty will come throughout all the land of Egypt. But after then, seven years of famine will arise, and all the plenty will be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine will deplete the land. So the plenty will not be known in the land because of the famine following, for it will be very severe. And the dreams were repeated to Pharaoh twice, because the thing is established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh select a discerning and wise man and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land to collect one-fifth of the produce of the land of Egypt in the seventh plentiful years and let them gather all the food of those good years that are coming and store up grain under the authority of Pharaoh and let them keep food in the cities. Then that food shall be as a reserve for the land of the seven for the land for the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land may not perish during famine. So the advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such one, such a one as this, a man in whom is the Spirit of God? 
Can we find such a man as this? A man in whom is the Spirit of God. Knowing what to do averts disaster. Joseph knew what Egypt should do. By his counsel, Egypt and the entire surrounding world were saved from being wiped out by famine. It wasn't only Egypt that God gave plenty. God had given Nigeria plenty for so many years. The same oil that we are saying to a cost is what Kuwait, Dubai, and so many other countries have used to transform their place and we all run into those places. In 2001, the king of Dubai looked and said, oil will not last forever. Let us do something that will be more sustainable because oil is a depleting asset. And they designed the Palm Island. I don't know how many of you have gone to the Palm Island. But in 2014 alone, Dubai recorded 13,200 visitors. Just imagine that an average person going to Dubai goes with an average of $5,000. I know there are people who go with over $100,000. So let me just be very modest. Average of $5,000. 13, 13,200,000 people, sorry, not 13,200. 13,200,000 people visited Dubai in 2014. With an average of $5,000, that is $66 billion. In the last 10 years, Nigeria had earned $394 billion in oil. Average of 39.4 per year. These people from visiting tourism, this is the amount of money that went into their country. And you know the difference between oil money and tourism money? Tourism money spreads around from the taxi driver that will carry the people to the people selling sweet and biscuit, to the people selling pure water and coke, to the people who are cooking. Taxes to government. Everybody shares in it. Everybody is a part of it. You will buy dresses. Tell us, go happy. Everybody will be happy. Oil money. What is our participation percentage? This oil will talk. What is the percentage percentage of the average Nigerian in it? What's your investment in it? Every oil, 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 oil. Do you know that palm oil is six times more expensive than crude oil? And we have abandoned it. We abandoned it. We abandoned it. Let me go faster, Joe. Praise the Lord, somebody. <laughs> knowing what to do, knowing what to do enthrones the right people on the place, on the place of leadership. Hear what Joseph said. He said, now therefore. Let Pharaoh select a wise and discerning man and set him over the land. When Jethro went to visit uh, Moses and had to advise him, counsel him on, on personnel management, human resources, every subject started from the Bible. Human resource management, not from the Bible started. See what Jethro said, the quality of the people he asked him to choose. He said, find some capable, 
godly, honest men who hate bribes and appoint them as judges. Exodus 18.21 18.21a, the living Bible. Find some capable, godly, honest men who hate bribes and appoint them as judges. Knowing what to do involves knowing how to select the right leadership, enthrone the right leadership, whether in the family, whether in the workplace, whether in the church, whether in the government. When you have the wrong people in government, in leadership position, anywhere, at any level, is a trouble. Because we don't know what to do. We are talking about, about a foreign exchange, going haywire, running Zebzi. Meanwhile, we are gathering foreign exchange to buy SUV at 165 million naira, convert it to dollar and see what it is now, 365 of that. And you want foreign exchange rates to come down. You don't know what to do. Or you know what to do, but you're not doing it. You're not doing it. Instead of us to go and engender local production of things, reduce importation drastically. Let's begin to consume what we have. A time came when they begin, began to design Ankara. Advertiser in such a way that, in fact, our people were doing it. It was so nice. Now we're forgetting all that. All the textiles in Nigeria are practically shut down. When we have plenty, and they said, let's reserve this thing, like Joseph advised here. Let's keep some in extra, or we call it extra oil reserve. They said, let's keep it there. All the governors except one gathered and went to Abuja and said, it is not lawful. It is not lawful. All things may be lawful, but all things are not expedient. If you decide to wear pants and go around here, it's nobody, law cannot hold you. But is it expedient? They say they must share the money. They must share the money. They share and finish. The council said the money then too much because they didn't know what to do with the money. When others were using money to develop, they saw it as big money. That's why they now began to put for themselves, yeah, if you are living as a governor, all this money here, a house in your state, another house in Abuja, 100 million naira every year for, for, for a medical allowance. Which sickness you get? Where did you take 100 million? Go look. We are not feed you the hospital here. Every year, 100 million. How about? This number of cars every year, what for? What for? They ask them, why are you buying these expensive cars at a time like this? They say the road is bad. The road is bad. That's what the, that's what the legislature said now. That the road is bad. That's why they are buying those expensive cars. The road is bad. So the other poor human beings, the whole Nigeria should be hard way cross that road as bad. Since you have bought, your, use our money to go buy a jeep that can fly through that road. What of the other people now? Praise God. Yeah. Knowing what to do leads to prosperity. The land of Egypt prospered even in the time of famine. When the price of crude oil rises, 
the countries that have leaders and know what to do will prosper the more. They prosper the more. Knowing what to do makes a man and his circle of influence to stand out. The sons of Issachar knew what Israel ought to do. Their brethren were at their command. May we rise. Are you here and you know you've not had an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ? Jesus is the head of all wisdom. He's the head of all principalities and powers. All wisdoms flow through, through him from God the Father. He's the one that gives life. He's the one that gives wisdom to know what to do at any point in time. But the beginning of knowing what to do is to know Jesus. You hear either in the auditorium here or in the penitent section downstairs or online and you know you don't have an encounter with Christ and you want to have an encounter with him. You want to give your life to Christ, put your hand on your chest wherever you are as I pray with you. Father, here I am. I surrender myself today. Accept me, Lord Jesus. Forgive my sins. Have mercy on me this day. I confess my sins and I confess that you are the son of God sent from heaven who came and died for my sins and by reason of the shed blood I'm reconciled to God. Forgive me. From today I want to be yours. I want you to come into my life. In Jesus' name. If you are praying the prayer and you are here can you just quickly raise your hand our pastors will attend to you. If you are online Please test God for giving to the, line, to the number on the screen and our pastors will reach out to you. Father in heaven, we just thank you for the session we've had. We pray that none of the world shall be a stumbling block to us, but shall help us as we run this race, that we may run it successfully to the glory of God the Father in Jesus' name.